This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so to make everyone else feel good about themselves while listening, about how much they've gotten done, how little have you gotten done for hobbying this week? Four minutes. That's a little bit of time. All right, so what have I been up to? Well... Uh, I guess I'll make people feel good. I've mostly been wanting to play that uh, Shakush that I finished a while ago. But every single time I go to play, we're always doing something else or, you know, or or there's an odd number of people. So I can't actually have played it. So so Mm -hmm. I I actually still haven't played it. So that's actually what I haven't been doing in Hobby, not been been playing. playing Yeah, that's normal. It's so sad. No, this is talking. like one of the most sad things in miniature gaming when you painted <sighs> a new thing and you can't mm-hmm. play with it. Yeah. Well, so, I've lost those things. I'm sure I've never played with. I just put them in the back of my mind to move on to painting the next thing. Yeah, but this is the, the thing. Mm. So yeah. So but besides that, I also finished uh, a war core, which I did actually play with because we had a Halloween uh, scenario for the Infinity Night. And I used my war core that I just finished painting to play. Nice. So I guess that was actually two weeks ago. Whatever. We haven't recorded since then. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So still counts. Uh, yeah. So I got to play with that, which, you know, at least that was painted and, I, and that was fun. It's like basically I painted it as the same war core. So it's the same model as for my Yujing army, but in different fatigues. So a war core is, in Infinity is supposed to be a reporter, right? Yep. So the idea is she's whenever she's reporting on Yu Jing, she's she's going in the snow and the ice and she has different uh uh clothing on because you know my my Yu Jing army is kind of more wintry themed. Uh and when she goes to play with my uh Rama task force, my Hag is Lamb, uh she's in the desert. So she's got a more like, you know, desert desert camo and stuff, which was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally into painting not using the same model for multiple armies. Like, nah, the basing has to be different. Everything else different to yeah. buy more. So, yeah, I've started working on my next army, oddly enough, for Adepticon as well, because it's, it's a ways away, but it'll take me forever to do anything. So oh, yeah, I've true. begun pulling out parts of the Aleph for Infinity I've bought, which are mm-hmm. kind of like futuristic robot people, then pulling out all my no longer in use cricks, and figuring out how to start mashing it together. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I've just been going through piles of stuff and like taking parts off of things, yeah. putting things in the bags together. To be like, yeah, these parts are going together. Taking some of the other parts I bought from War Games exclusive and actually started doing some of the conversions. Mm-hmm. Doing some green stuff sculpting, which oh, really? is harder. It's harder than I remember. <laughs> you always have these amazing ideas. Like I'm like, gonna make this flowing cloak. And you start sculpting and this is like this is a disgusting blob. What have I what have I what have I done to my miniature? Anyhow, that that is our time on our hobby misadventures. No, it's not. Really? Yeah. Oh no no, we got another minute. Yeah, yeah. Four that's right. minutes, yeah, not three minutes. Yeah, okay. I'm going oh back. my god. I want to talk even... about how we're almost done talking about miniatures. No, no, no. So I started like I did do other stuff. I did do mm-hmm. other stuff. Um uh so I did play more of our game. So I think it's definitely been coming coming around, you know, with all the different kind of rules. Uh, and there's definitely a, a good simplicity in the way that um, uh, just 
you know, we're just going in and trying to cut things down, right? Mm -hmm. So we're working, we, we played a bunch of different missions, and I, I tweaked some missions to make them a little bit uh, cleaner. You mean you uh, read them when we hadn't been drinking? <laughs> yeah, that okay. too. Different mission, though, after some playtesting. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, there's just some cleaning that we did. And then, uh, yeah, I played a bunch of games that I bought during Gen Con, which was always good. Cool. I guess those weren't actually miniature games, but, you know, it's part of the hobby. Anyhow, all right. You have a question to keep us going with the, the theory, not the practice? Um, sure. Actually, there's one I've been, I, I've been meaning to ask you. Uh, and this is based off of, again, things that dropped in Gen Con. So for Infinity... Uh, we are coming up on a Infinity Tournament with reinforcements, and we have now, at this point, played quite a few reinforcement games, right, just on the Infinity Night. So my wondering is, what do you think now about Infinity reinforcements? Two minutes. Oh, okay. I, I think we need an entire podcast on it, but, you know, we're working through Frostgrave. But not to waste any time about it, I really don't like it. For two main reasons. <laughs> oh, you're coughing at my response? No, you're just choking on drinking. Anyways, you're, you're going to survive? Oh, well, anyhow, while well, Alan dies yep. in the middle of the podcast, I would say it sort of breaks some of the fundamentals for how Infinity I see as a game where you're fighting over, like, area control and trying to, like, push your areas of control up the board. And then reinforcements just suddenly just throws a wrench and all that, and you get to put guys wherever you want. It also breaks the typical system of the game, where if guys appear somewhere and it's not the beginning of the game, there's reactions to them appearing there. But in the case of the deployment rules, nobody reacts, and they have a guy just in their face in the midfield. So I feel it just breaks a bunch of the game's fundamentals. Yeah, I kind of agree. There's some cool things that I that we saw initially when we were playing, but the negatives and just like the uncleanliness or the problems that are in the in the way that it was implemented kind of ruin uh, the ruin the ability for it to like you said play play in the way that Infinity is interesting, right? Yeah. Like we we kind of were seeing this silly thing where you can deploy repeater repeater bots uh within eight inches of anyone who tries to take the center mm -hmm. so when you're playing with reinforcements where controlling the center matters uh let's say there's because there's a um a terminal or something right that you need to control or that there's a there's a, a room yeah, it's, yeah, it's like basically broken because yeah, you some literally put, mm -hmm. yeah, you literally just end up. Usually, it's kind of hard, especially at, at the last turn of the game, right? You used all your your pitchers and things like that uh, to get, you know, a repeater in the middle, right? But when you can just have your your uh, repeater bot appear within eight inches of anything that's important, uh, and immediately get them in the hacking zone of all your hackers, it it's not very good. It's not very tactical. It doesn't feel like you outplayed them or yeah. doesn't even f really feel like you surprised them because, you know, you do that, then you control the zone. And then if you're like, if you do that first, then afterwards they deploy their reinforcements and do the exact same thing back to you. 
right? Yeah, and if they move you're too like, far up, you can actually just be behind them. Like it gets. Yeah, up. but if you control the zone at the last turn, yeah, ruins this thing, right? So, so I and, feel. And like, you may not even fight. You may just appear your guys and then say, "I end my turn." Like, yep. Put guys so on the board and stop. It's very. Yeah, could be it's very just. Bad. It's just not. I feel like just the implementation of that, but I feel like that's a pretty decent, easy fix, right? If you if you just like treat it like airdrops or something like that. And there's a lot of other things that make it interesting to hopefully make the no- overall game shorter, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's fixable, but it's in a bad state right now. Yep. Okay. Speaking of putting in things in bad states, I have an excellent question to, to follow up on that. But this sure. one's from GW's perspective. So, I think people sort of notice that when GW puts out releases, they are sometimes just broken good which then results mm-hmm. in people just buying into them, and then they change it over after and then completely ruin them after all the power gamers have bought the things because they mm-hmm. just want to win. Do you think that's actually good for discouraging the power gamers, or do you think that's actually like overall a bad thing? Okay, so... So first ask the if dice. If I were to ask... <clears throat> well, I got... <coughs> Sorry, you I'm still choking the, from, you have a question from what you question? said before. Uh, yeah, I'm still choking mm-hmm. from what you said before. Um, I just want to clarify the question. I'll understand the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that does the does the fact that GW makes the things on release overpowered initially and then always tones it back with a patch mm-hmm. kind of help rein in power gaming? Yeah, help rein in the power gamers and discourage them. Is it worth? I think it's worth doing that. Okay, four. And that's it, right? All right. Four, five. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is like a next leveling thing. Are they next leveling people ever before? Uh huh. Uh, I would say. Actually, I thought about it a little bit because you mentioned it before, Mm -hmm. but I never really came to a good conclusion about it. Um, I don't. I don't think so i think the fact that there are things that are so overpowered actually probably ends up still hurting it so i i, I don't necessarily i think the patching is probably good and there is some, some sort of up and down but it also creates a um feeling i think of chasing a meta right yeah. where that encourages players to just look for the next strongest thing right okay and you think that affects I think it actually all. more drives people. I think the fact that there's constantly a thing that is strong because, you know, when they, they nerf it, then something else becomes the strongest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that actually encourages people to look to, to look for what the next strongest thing will be and then spend way too much money and then end up burning out and getting kicked out of the game. But it does not stop the people who are playing the game still participating uh, from chasing the meta because it becomes such a strong portion of how you play the game. Mm, so you think that even the casual people can't like stay out of it? Like obviously the people who are true power gamers will go in with both feet. Do you think uh-huh. that everybody is drawn into it to some extent because they feel like they have, have yeah. to at least have like one of that? Yeah, thing and you really have good. to you have to concentrate like you have to constantly be looking at it right because the meta is changing all the time, and that in, in fact is very can be very fun like imagine you can immediately buy a new army for whenever right 
And then you're trying to analyze all the data on which army is stronger, and they're constantly changing what is stronger and what is not. That is actually really a very fun thing to do. The issue with miniature gaming is that then after you've you've you know had that type of, of thinking and fun, you then have to go and build and or buy. Actually, is the most important part. Buy, then build and paint that army. And by the time you painted it, it's no longer strong anymore, right? Yep. But that feeling of chasing the meta, mm-hmm. games are built on that. There's a game called Teamfight Tactics, I mentioned it before, that's very, very popular. It's, it's like a chess battler. Mm-hmm. And part of the appeal is that they change the set every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's, but the game is free. Critically yeah. important, so the game buying. is free. Exactly. And critically important also. Every game you play, you don't use the same army. You actually buy like the, the units you're trying to build on the fly. So it's kind of like a betting system, right? Like a deck building. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a deck builder, deck building system. So it's actually really fun because every game you're trying to figure out what's stronger, right? And, and chase that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The same kind of ideas and emotions and, and appeal applies to building armies and miniature games except that you don't get the same payoff because of the long lead time of building those things. Yeah, and I guess even for the casual players, they've got to be worried that they'll encounter one of the power gamers, and they've got to know what the power gaming thing is at least exactly. so they can deal with it, even if they're not trying to get into it. So it's just kind of like disruptive exactly. towards their the flow of how they want to play casually. So, and it's always okay. something different, and you can't like kind of meta your army to mitigate the strengths of the others even if you're not going to go for the strongest power one, right? Just so that you can play a game, because the strongest thing is going to constantly be changing. Yeah, okay, so maybe overall, even if it's punishing those power gamers a lot in their mm-hmm. wallets to do that, it's still like hurting the casual gamer too, to an extent that's not yeah. worth it. Now, that's not to say that, like, obviously the best thing is that you never have, you know, this ups and downs, right? Yep. And... And, uh, you know, there's there's new content, but it's different, not overpowered, right? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing you want, right? It's just very, very hard to hit the mark where it's interesting, but not underpowered, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, everyone airs on overpowered, and then you just get that power creep going. Yeah. Well, GW sells stuff that way, but who knows if people always put up with it. Yep. Was, was that it? Or oh, do yeah. we still have a little bit more to go? Four two four. Is that four minutes? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, so that has been this episode of D6 Minutes. If you have any questions, send them our way at contact at diceovereverything.com. Or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. It's from Brandon. <laughs>